It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. On a Tuesday morning here at Wax, boy, what a nice morning out there as we do chores here at the Shank of the Day. Bob and Joe with you this morning and lots of things to look at today, including uh, some exports at Rail Strike. Well, maybe it's not over yet. There still could be a little bump in the road as far as getting the rail strike. And, of course, that is uh, not good as far as the supply chain is concerned. And we're into the harvest trying to get trains and grain cars to haul grain. So we'll talk about that as well and uh, lots of other things we'll talk about this morning here on the Farm Show, including uh, getting closer and closer to the National FFA Convention. We'll do a little more on World Dairy Expo. We're going to hear from another one of the exhibitors down there at Expo. And I wish we had more time. We could have talked to a whole lot of folks, but always a lot of folks from our area down there showing some awfully good cattle and showing up pretty well in their classes, too. So we'll talk to another Expo exhibitor from our area. More on the, we heard from Rick Dato yesterday from over at uh, uh, Amory area as he won the quality counts contest for corn silage. Rick and Gwen and the family over there at Four Hands Holsteins in the Amory area. So we'll hear from uh, more folks. There's just so many things going on at World Dairy Expo. And, of course, we talked to a lot of other folks, too, that we will share with you as we go along. But again, uh, well, speaking of Rick Dato, he was a past Wisconsin FFA president. Gwen was a state officer, and he has uh, kids that were state officers as well as FFA uh, getting ready to go to Indianapolis. But before we do that, Jill, we got, uh, what, the Baron FFA got something going on today? The Baron FFA has a fundraiser tonight from 5.30 till 7.30 at the Baron High School gym. They're having a basket raffle and a bake sale, and the money goes towards... Traveling to the National FFA Convention. All right. So where is that going to be? At the high school? Or? Yep. Barron High School Gym. Barron High School Gymnasium. And what time does it start? 5.30 till 7.30 tonight. All right. So get up there and uh, buy yourself a basket or whatever the case may be. What are those? Baskets of food or something that you sit there and share? Or they put, you know, you other sh- creations in there? Usually baskets are like a theme type thing, okay. you know, movie type stuff or oh, okay. camping or something like that. But there's also a bake sale. Oh, there so is. So if you have a sweet tooth, oh boy, head on up there. You got a lot of good things at the Barron High School coming up later on today, and of course we've got other organizations getting ready to get into their state conventions and uh, state meetings going on and uh, all the county meetings going on leading up to the state convention so they can get resolutions in to the state resolutions committees and the harvest continues and again we remind you let's keep it safe out there because uh, it's been awfully good weather it's going to cool off a little bit i would imagine uh we might see some long underwear pretty soon out here because we're looking at uh, well thursday and friday temperatures well, let's see. Probably not going to get out of the 40s from the way it looks now. So I'm sure we'll see some, some long underwear coming out. But uh, that's okay, too. All right. So we got a lot lots to do this morning as we uh, take a look at what's happening in the world of agriculture. National Ag Day, National Farmers Day tomorrow. We'll talk more about that tomorrow. But uh, today we still got a lot of other chores to do. Let's get at it. 
feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Oh, still a nice day to get the convertible out. I had a nice ride yesterday. I think I'll take another one this afternoon and uh, enjoy Mother Nature, maybe for the last time. 76 today. Sunny, but it will be breezy, so the leaves and the pine needles are going to be flying around. But a nice day today. Then down to about 51, only 60 tomorrow. Partly sunny, that front's coming in after that. Thursday and Friday, still be able to do a lot of work. It'll be partly sunny, but temperatures in the upper 40s. Saturday, 50. Sunday, 47. And partly sunny. It's about 54. It's really a nice morning out there. Get up and get at them. It's the shank of the day, baby. Time to get some chores done. It's about a minute after 5. Again, 54 degrees. Looking for about 76 today. This is 104.5 FM. WAXX Old Claire. Let's see what's going on. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. The majority of almost 12,000 unionized railroad employees have voted to reject a labor agreement that was backed by President Biden. Brian Shook reports. That means there will be a status quo period during which strikes cannot happen while the union continues negotiating with freight railroads. Four unions have approved the deal. Seven more will vote over the coming weeks. I'm Brian Shook. Ukrainian President Zelensky says he needs the U.S. and G7 support for Ukraine to defend itself against Russia. He wrote in a tweet that he and President Biden had a productive conversation about air defense being the smaller country's number one priority. The Supreme Court is scheduled to hear arguments today on a lawsuit regarding pig conditions. Trey Thomas explains. The lawsuit filed by pork producers is over a California law that mandates pigs be raised in less confined conditions. While the law is different from other states, the Biden administration says the Commerce Clause prohibits one state from dictating policies that impact all states. I'm Trey Thomas. New reports say an attorney for former President Trump spoke to federal investigators in recent days on matters related to the search of his Mar-a-Lago estate. Christina Bob signed a letter earlier this year certifying that Trump had returned all classified records to the government. That came before the August search of Trump's home, which turned up additional materials. The reported talks come amid the Justice Department's ongoing probe into possible mishandling of classified documents seized at Mar-a-Lago. And the embattled head of the Uvalde School District in Texas is officially retiring. Hal Harrell announced his decision on his wife's Facebook page, and school officials signed off on it at Monday's school board meeting. Harrell said his heart was broken over May's school shooting, and it was time to move on. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. California, here we come. Hi, I'm Bob Bosol, inviting you to join me on a trip to Northern California and see lots of agriculture and lots more in California. The tour, February 10th to the 18th. We'll experience the uniqueness of California's vibrant cities and diverse agriculture. We'll start our adventure in San Francisco with a cable car ride and a cruise on San Francisco Bay. Next, relax on board a train as we take in the beautiful scenery of Napa Valley. But we'll see the diverse agriculture of California as well. The Yolo Land and Cattle Company, Olive Oil Farm, and tour the Hillmar Cheese Factory, a dairy farm. We'll also visit the California Redwoods and the Winchester Mist. House. So much to see and do. Visit HolidayVacations.com, keyword wax, to learn more about this tour and watch a free travel show. Or call them at 888-557-1020 for a free brochure. Keeping it rural. 
Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We'll also spend a part of a day at the big Tulare Farm Show. And uh, that's a big one, a big three-day farm show out there. One great big building devoted just to the dairy industry. But uh, you see equipment, you don't even know what it is. California agriculture is so diverse. And the Winchester Mystery House, what a fun place that is. Uh, Google that sometime. It's in San Jose. And it's the the wife of uh, the guy from Winchester Arms, and they moved out there, and she built. They built this house, and he died, and then she had uh, dreams that people were coming in there trying to kidnap her and do her harm. So she kept building doorways to no place, stairways that went in no place. It's uh, it's quite a place, and it's a lot of fun. So uh, it's going to be a fun trip to California in February. So come on along. Well, Tuesday, that's today, 76, sunny and windy today, too. Get down to about uh, 51 overnight, then 60 tomorrow. Thursday and Friday, it won't get out of the 40s. Saturday, it'll be about 50, and that'll be it. And Sunday, 47 and partly sunny all those days. So uh, no real rain in this forecast. Right now, Rice Lake and Wausau at 45, Medford 43, Marshfield uh, at 44, 49 in La Crosse, 50 at Green Bay and Madison, Sun Prairie, 46 in Milwaukee, Cool spot, so down around Black River Falls, Toma. They're about 32 this morning, but it's 54 right now in Eau Claire. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Let's get to the markets brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance this morning. And Joe, where the cash livestock here early in the week? Choice fed beefsters are 137 to 153 with mixed at 112 to 136. Choice fed beef heifers are 137 to 153 with mixed at 126 to 136. Choice fed Holstein steers are 125 to 135 with select and silage fed at 103 to 124. Cows are 65 to a dollar. Bulls are 68 to 101. Butcher hogs are 71 to 86 with sows at 43 to 63. Boars are 20 to 25. Shorn market lambs are a dollar to a dollar five with unshorn market lambs 92 to a dollar five. Feeder ewes Feeder lambs are 75 to 205 with ewes at 70 to a dollar. Small goats are 25 to 120 dollars. Medium goats are 50 to 250 dollars. Large goats are 50 to 350 dollars with nanny goats at 25 to 245 dollars. Now yesterday was Columbus Day and it was a, a national holiday, but all the markets were open yesterday. Just no government reports, the post offices and places like that were closed. But uh, as far as the markets, they were open yesterday. Cattle prices were down at the Merck, and uh, hog prices were mostly higher. October live cattle, 144.70, closing down 62. December cattle, 147 even, down $1.05. February live cattle, 150.75, down $1. And April, 154.85, down 92. Feeder cattle for October, 172.10, down 262. November, 172.87, down 275. January, 174.27, down 232. March, 176, even that's down 230. And April, at $180, down 237. Lean hog carcass contracts, October, 93.75, that was up 80. December, up 245 at 79.60. February hogs up a dollar five at eighty one dollars even, and April down seventy cents at eighty four seventy. 
Board of Trade was low, was a higher across the board. Concerns about uh, what's going on in Ukraine with uh, crazy man Putin bombing all kinds of places over there. So those prices uh, were mostly higher, especially the wheat yesterday. And overnight prices were mixed. December corn down a fraction at six ninety seven this morning. Oats up a nickel at three ninety. December wheat down twelve overnight at nine twenty five. Soybeans for November down a penny at thirteen seventy two. Soybean meal for December up a half a dollar a ton at four hundred six dollars and twenty cents. Barrel cheese down three and a half cents at two nineteen. The blocks up a cent and a quarter at two oh three and a half. Butter up another cent and a quarter. Record territory. Double A butter at three twenty three a pound. October class three down nineteen at twenty one ninety two. November down forty five at twenty one forty. December down eleven at twenty one twelve. January and February both unchanged. January twenty seventy eight. February twenty seventy. That's a look at the early morning markets here in Wax. Brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. We're going back to World Dairy Expo and talk to uh, an exhibitor that's been there a long time, many, many years, showing his Jersey cattle. Talk to Roger Eby from Cumberland. We'll do that next here on Wax. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Have Jersey cattle. You're on the road. Meadow Ridge Jerseys from Cumberland, again, at World Dairy Expo. Roger Eby and his family. Hey, Roger, how many years have you been down at Expo now? Do you, you remember or have a ballpark figure? I imagine it's been around 25 to 30. Yeah. Well, how big a string of Jersey cattle did you bring down this year? We brought 11 head down. Ranging from uh, we, what classes to what? All the way from a calf up to a six-year-old cow. We couldn't bring our uh, good four-year-old. She got a DA the day we were supposed to load, and we got her doctored up. The vet came, and she's going to be okay, but uh, hopefully she'll be ready for Louisville. How far away is that? Louisville's about the 1st of November, I think, it starts. Well, let's talk about the, the showing here. Who does most of the showing? I know you, you used to have a lot more family down here than you do this year. We uh, had the grandchildren came down, and... Uh, uh, they did all the show, and we even let them show the, the open class, the whole works. Uh, it's uh, kind of tough for them little guys just first starting, and little girls, but uh, showing against guys of professionals have been here for all their life, you know. So, How much did you have to encourage them to do it, or were they excited having watched you and uh, their folks show before them? They kind of begged us to let them show so we just let them do it. Oh, that's a great way to do it. And as we stand here in the barn, it looks like uh, some of your older cattle did maybe a little better than some of the younger ones. Yeah, they did. Uh, uh, our older ones were more right on the right on the ball. They they did real well. But uh, some of the younger ones, well, there's a couple of them that had a little too much weight on them, and one out a little bit stiffener hind leg, and it just things just didn't go right. The judges pick that up, don't they? Oh, yeah, you don't get away with anything. There's so many good cattle down here now that, uh, that your last place cow could could win at a county fair. I was going to say, over the 25 or 30 years that you've been down here, what kind of a difference have you noticed in the quality of these cattle? It's extreme better. I mean, uh, they've improved. Uh, it's just unbelievable when you look at the pictures from a few years back as to what the cattle are nowadays. As you go on to Louisville, which isn't quite as close to home as Madison, how many will you take down there? I think we're going to take 11 head down there. We got uh, a couple others at home that we want to go take and uh, should be ready. And then we'll take some most of these. Yeah. And I got to ask you, 
this is an area not only to show cattle but to market cattle. What kind of interest is there in the jerseys and, and your jerseys from uh, folks this year? Did you have a lot of uh, inquiries, people looking? Yeah, I've had quite a few uh, people looking for cows, not probably as many as usual because milk prices haven't been so good the last couple of years, but they're kind of coming back now and we had a lot of people wanting to buy semen. We've sold a lot of semen, so it's helped that way. And it's got a nice, you know, Meadow Ridge jerseys from Cumberland. You got your neighbors, the Gruys, with their Guernsey. It's uh, a lot of good colored cattle up in that area. They won the Guernsey show, of course. They live about probably four or five miles from us, and this thing. I think this is the third year that cow's been grand. She's she's a tremendous cow. Yeah. It's a source of pride, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's kind of nice to see the neighbors and wind from up in our area. You know, it's uh, just a good feeling. It really is. Good luck in Louisville. Thank you, thank you. We're kind of anxious to get down there. We got uh, some bulls are gonna bring to for us to take home. Uh, we bought some new bulls coming, so we're kind of anxious to go. Well, now where'd you buy them, and where'd you find those? Well, we got we got one coming from Ryan Lancaster, and then we got a couple others coming at uh, River Valley and stuff like that. What do you look for in bulls with your cows and, and your genetics? What do you look for to improve them? What what helps your cattle? The main thing we, we kind of watch for what uh, like the calves are lacking some of them, maybe if they little narrow on the pin bones, look for wide wide pin bone bulls and uh, extreme udders. you got to have udders nowadays. And it used to be just an average high rear udder, but now you got to have extreme high or you don't get anywhere. And again, Roger Raby from the Cumberland area, Meadow Ridge jerseys. And uh, and again, he is right because about every class, the judge talks about the rear udder. Talks obviously about the udder, but uh, the rear udder is, uh, seems to be a point of emphasis now in these judging classes. But again, beautiful cattle. And boy, they had record numbers down there. I think there were 400 and some in the jersey show and just uh, just a record number of cattle. So uh, good luck to uh, Roger and the gang when they head to Louisville. we got some farm news to take a look at on Wax at 16 and a half minutes after 5 o'clock as we look at farm news. Brought to you by Ag Country Farm Credit Services. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Now time to take a look at some of our news brought to you by Ag Country Farm Credit Services. And Joe, we heard this on the national news, but it is a very important story for agriculture and a lot of other industries. It absolutely is here at harvest time. Apparently not all the issues have been settled in the railway road industry and a strike may still happen. Reuters News News Service is reporting that union representing about 11,000 railroad employees who build and maintain railroad tracks has rejected that tentative contract with the major U.S. freight railroads union leaders set railroads union leaders said there is still a lot of work to do to establish goodwill and improve the morale that has been broken by railroad executives and Wall Street hedge fund managers. So far, only four of the 12 unions involved in the talks have ratified a new contract. And the Wisconsin Farm Bureau has announced the four finalists for its Young Farmer and Agriculturalist Farming for the Future Award. Two of the finalists are from our area, Dustin and Ashley Ellis of Buffalo County and Heather Erdman of Eau Claire County. They will compete for the award at the Farm Bureau Convention in Wisconsin Dells October. 
December 2nd through the 4th. All right, and good luck to them down there at uh, Kalahari is where that convention will be. 54 degrees, 76. It's going to be a windy day today. And we're going to hear about uh, feed cost swaps. What's going on with the feed costs? Uh, interesting. Some parts of the country, very, very tight. We'll hear about that coming up next here on WAP. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Drew Johnson is an independent dairy consultant who works with farms mostly on the western side of the state. With feed ingredient prices climbing, he's helping farmers evaluate what swaps they can make in their cow's diets. From the southern end of the longest barn in Madison, this is Carrie Mess. Drew, farmers are rightfully getting pretty concerned about feed prices. Worrying is only going to get us so far. So what are you seeing farmers do to make changes? Yeah, yep. Um, so one of the things that we're doing, certainly we're looking at ways that we can increase the amount of haylage that's in the diet. This area, we've had a bit of a bumper crop of haylage, but the quality has been there too. A lot of the stuff that we were testing when it was going into the bunkers ended up testing, you know, 160, 170, something like that. So I think we're sitting on some quality feed. So we'll probably be looking at uh, increasing the in- inclusion rates of, of haylage because we've got not just the quantity, but we've got the quality to go along with it. So that's certainly one thing I think we're going to be looking at doing. Another thing, like the, the milk market has kind of changed over the last several months, whereas in May, the, the, the milk protein price was fairly high. It was nearly $3.90 a pound. Now this last month, they just announced August prices uh, a couple weeks ago, and it was down to $2.15 a pound, whereas the, the price for butter fat has actually increased. It's the highest that it's been all year. So, so we're taking a look in some diets on where we can, where do we, where are we going to get get the best return for the money that we do have to spend? And and in increasing milk protein, the methionine products that we feed, they're, they're fairly expensive. They do work, but with the price of uh, protein coming down, probably not. We're definitely not getting the return that we were. So if we can, maybe we need to start to look at using some different feed additives to to, to help boost the butter fat if we need to, or just trying to figure out where. Make sure that we're spending our our money wisely and getting the most return. I know a few years ago there was a fire at a plant and it caused vitamin prices to go up. Have they recovered at all since then? Yeah, that was uh, the vitamin shortage. Vitamin Uh, shortage. Yeah, the BASF plant, I believe it was. There's been an increase in some of the vitamin prices too. I think vitamin E is is higher than it used to be. Literally everything you feed cows has gone up. Yeah. Except for hay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I was I was looking at uh, at some of the uh, pricing from this year compared to last year, and roughly like on a, on your bypass fats, you know, really rough numbers, but about five hundred dollars a ton more. Some of the animal protein byproduct feeds that we feed, they're up about six hundred dollars a ton. A lot of the vitamins and trace minerals are up in price. So yeah, nearly everything has gone up. Calf grain is another cost that has about doubled. Some farms are switching younger animals to TMR to try to manage that cost. What are you seeing farms do to help bring those costs? down. I, I have seen that. Um, I've also seen some farms where they, you know, so maybe they will want to continue to feed some calf grain or they're feeding calf grain along with the TMR. But one of the things that we're doing too is like take maybe if they're getting enough effective fiber and the intakes are good enough on the TMR, what if we take the oats out of the of the mix, the price of oats? I haven't looked here recently, but but I know it was it was climbing when we were having some of these conversations. So what if we just take the oats out and then we can feed a little TMR, a little bit of hay uh, along with it? And, and that, is, that helps save some cost too. What are people doing? 
doing to replace cottonseed? Because cottonseed is another commodity that's just gone through the roof. Yeah, if you have the, the on-farm forage to be able to replace cottonseed, I've done that. I, I'm, I don't think there's a farm that I work with right now that is still feeding cottonseed. Cottonseed, what it can do is it, it's a good energy source, but it's on the, the fat side. Uh, it, it brings some fat to the table and it brings protein, but what it doesn't do is bring a lot of digestible fiber uh, to the table. So what these diets that I've that I've done where we've taken out uh, cottonseed and put haylage in the diet if the farm has it, um, we replace most of the fat, but not all of it, with a bypass fat and then protein if we need it, depending on uh, the, the quality. And we've saved, I don't know what, it's been a little while. Cottonseed's been up for a bit, but I want to say 15, 20 cents or something along those lines by, by using what, what, they, what the farm has for homegrown feed. That's significant when you're looking 15, 20 cents. Yeah, it is. I mean, if you look at the, like, the nutrient profile of cottonseed, it's the, the amount of indigestible fiber that's in cottonseed is uh, it's actually not that far off from straw. It just it behaves differently in the rumen because cottonseed doesn't slow the rate of passage like wheat straw does. But it's to that degree that you're just not getting a lot of digestible fiber out of the cottonseed. And, and that's why even with, even if it's an average quality haylage, I've had success uh, taking cottonseed out and, and adding haylage in and saving the farm some money. When we're looking at some of these input swaps, are there some other unique swaps you've seen people pull in? You know, one that we get questions on or talk about a lot is, is distillers because distillers, is, it, it didn't have this massive increase uh, in price year over year like some of these other ingredients have. You just have, I feel like I have to be really cautious in how much we use distillers because it, it can suppress butterfat and it can bring bring mycotoxins. Um, every time you send corn through an ethanol plant, the mycotoxins come through, like, I think it's three times more concentrated than what it, what it went into the ethanol plant with. So you have to be careful. So maybe even a smaller inclusion of two to three pounds of distillers can help uh, help do that. I live in an area where we don't have a lot of byproduct offering. You know, I talk to other nutritionists from around the state where they may have something from a cannery waste or something like that. So I don't get as exposed to those kind of opportunities, but they're out there. Um, you know, sweet corn silage, worked with that product in the past. That's an excellent feed if you can get a hold of it. Uh, yeah, so looking for some opportunity, local opportunities where you can find some find some other byproducts, be able to include that in the diet is, gonna, is a really good bet too. About 10 years ago, there was a big push to grow feed beets, but I haven't heard much about that alternative crop lately. Are people growing beets for feed? Is that something that people are doing on your side of the state? I don't have any exposure to feed beets, but I know in in Minnesota, we get into the, the beet growing area, that wet beet pulp it is a great feed. It's uh, a lot of really digestible fiber, brings some sugar. I had a former colleague of mine, he said that he was able to take corn silage out of a diet and feed wet beet pulp to stretch it out, and, uh, and, it, and it worked really well. I really trusted his opinion. So I haven't heard of it much. Like one thing that I, I do think we, we don't do a lot here in the Midwest, but they do a lot more out in like the Northeast is uh, is using cereal grains in rations. There's like triticale, a wheat, and, and sometimes rye if it can get made right. It, if you feed the plant nitrogen, you'll have a reasonably good protein content. And it's fairly cheap feed to make too, especially if the government is offering some subsidies to plant it as a cover crop. So I think we should take a look at that more and feeding, feeding some of these uh, non-traditional, you know, getting away from corn silage and alfalfa a little bit, but just taking a look at what some of these cereal grain silages uh, can offer. They can, some of the fiber digestibilities on these cereal grain silages can be right up there with BMR corn silage. And again, that's Drew Johnson talking about feed costs and other opportunities in our rations. Is, uh, you know, if you got to, you got to buy a lot of feed, look for all the options you can. 
Well, let's get to the markets. It's almost 29 minutes after 5 o'clock. We'll check in with Rocky next. It's about 54 degrees right now. We're going to have a sunny day, 76, but it'll be windy out there. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's time to check some of our markets. It's a Tuesday morning, and Rocky Olson joins us from over at Premier Livestock in the Withy area. And you got out for the youth hunt, huh? We did. We did. We uh, had some family come up for the weekend and didn't think we'd maybe get out at all and snuck out uh, snuck out on Sunday night and got the job done. So. Attaboy. That's a good thing. All right. Well, there are plenty of them out there. I don't think we'll miss the one that you got, that's for sure. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. What's going on this week? Uh, thank you, Bob. Uh, good morning, everyone. This is how yesterday's auction shaped up. Uh, fed cattle sold steady to slightly stronger. High choice and prime Holstein steers, 128 to 139. Select and low choice, uh, 121 to 127. Choice beef steers and heifers, 135 to 143. Market cows are steady to tick stronger. High yielding cows from 75 to 92. Most cows from 65 to 74. Market bulls high yielding from 92 to 107. Those lower yielding lighter weight bulls 91 and down. Newborn Holstein bull calves uh, traded mostly from 75 to 145 per head. Beef calves 125 to 375. Holstein heifer calves from 10 to 85. Today, Tuesday, uh, we are selling a regular feeder sale. Next week will be our big special feeder cattle auction, uh, also featuring bread stock. Cows looking for a very big sale next week. Couple beef herd dispersals and uh, expecting 800 to 1,000 head of feeder cattle. Then Wednesday, uh, we're going to have uh, this Wednesday, we're going to have two herd dispersals, including a herd of 75 Holstein tie stall cows. Uh, they got an 83-pound average. They're 40 years of AI breeding, and they're on test. Nice herd of cows there if you're looking for tie stall cows. Uh, we also have several really fancy bunches of parlor free stall cows. If you're looking for the better kind, uh, we're definitely going to have those uh, for the sale tomorrow. Uh, we also have some exceptional registered Holstein breeding bulls from a couple different consigners, all big enough for cows. Uh, check out all them listings at premierlivestockandauctions.com or give us a call at Premier. Uh, 715-229-2500. Machinery auction coming up here in November, guys. That's coming up pretty soon. Uh, we're going to start taking pictures later this week, uh, get our listings together. So if you got equipment, definitely it's time to start getting that into the auction. Uh, any questions, like I said, give us a call anytime, 715-229-2500, and that's the way it's shaped up, Bob. Yeah, what's the date of that sale? Not during gun season, I hope. It's No, it's going to be November 18th. All right, before the season starts. That's right. All right. Well, hey, uh, put your cap on lock today. It's supposed to be windy. You don't want to lose it. Yep. Enjoy the little warmer temperature. Sounds like they ain't going to be around for a long time. No, later in the week when we visit, it'll be cool. That's for sure. Thanks, Rocky. Thank you. There goes Rocky over there, Premier Livestock, in the Withy area. And we're going to get to our weather, find out about the wind cooling off later in the week. we got some weather to talk about. But uh, first of all, let's talk about uh, the Wisconsin Farmers Union. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, speaking of big wind, let's go over to the weather room. Skywarn 13. Mike Dandry is with us. Morning, Mike. Good morning, Bob. How we doing? Good, good. So we, we got some wind out there today, huh? Oh, yeah, it is going to be windy. We, I mean, I'm talking winds that are sustained between 15 to 20 miles per hour later this afternoon. But being that they're out of the south and we have a good bit of sunshine on tap for today... It's actually going to make for a very warm day into the mid to upper 70s for our highs. 
Later on tonight, though, a cold front will move through, bringing a chance for some showers and even some thunderstorms that may have a little bit of hail and uh, some gusty winds associated with that. Otherwise, temperatures into the low 50s tonight and not really warming up too much tomorrow. Temperatures actually mostly going to hold steady in about the 50s, eventually topping out into the low 60s. And we'll have some intervals of clouds and sun tomorrow. Now, tomorrow night, we'll have temperatures dipping to the upper 30s, partly cloudy. Thursday, a good bit of cloud cover hangs around and maybe a few sprinkles here and there. And uh, off towards the northwoods, the potential for a few flurries and a little breezy with winds sustained between 10 to 15 miles per hour. Going into Friday, not much warmer into the mid to upper 40s yet again. A little bit of cloud cover, but I think that we'll have more sunshine going into Friday afternoon. Otherwise, Saturday, more sunny, uh, more sunny skies and temperatures right around the 50-degree mark and very little relief heading into the weekend, into the 40s both for Sunday and for Monday. But right now, it is a warm start to the morning. We have mostly clear skies and a temperature of 53 degrees in Eau Claire. All right. And with these uh, winds coming out of the south, Yes, maybe wind. a little rain, but that's not. It's not going to bring in much from down there. Huh? No, not not today, not during the day, anyways. Okay. But later tonight, that we'll have that cold front moving in from the southwest, and that's mm-hmm. when we'll have our chance at some showers and storms, mostly through the overnight. Very good, sir. We'll uh, keep an eye out and keep your cap on lock so you don't lose her. Absolutely, hold on to those hats. There today. you go. Thanks, Mike. Yep. Mike Dandry over there at Skywarn Thirteen, taking a look at our weather forecast here on Wax. We'll get some news. Morgan's going to join us next right here on Wax. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's get into the newsroom. Morgan McCarthy is up and at him and with us this morning. What are you going to do on this probably last 70-degree day of the season? Does anything say get out and enjoy it like this? You can tell Mother Nature is giving you, like when your parents give you one last chance to get it right. So I think we'll spend some time outside. Be careful walking through the woods. You're going to get uh, attacked by pine needles. Oh, yeah? Oh, they're blowing around. Man, they're blowing those off the trees, that's for sure. Oh, so. see, we don't have any of those in our yard. So oh, don't I, you really? No, no pine trees in our yard, so oh, I haven't had fair. to deal with those. That's not fair. Well, thanks for the warning yeah, now. Be careful. All right, what's going on? <laughs> We're going to start with headlines that keep us pretty close to our area this morning, and that includes three teenage girls from Barron County and a nasty wreck that they're dealing with there. 16-year-old was driving them and now behind bars. Uh, Barron County Sheriff's Office says the crash happened about 7 p.m. on 6 16 and a half Avenue, just north of Cameron. Deputies say a 16-year-old driver was speeding, lost control, and he rolled the car several times. Girls, a 15-year-old and two 14-year-olds were severely injured and flown to hospitals. Deputies arrested the 16-year-old for driving under the influence. Looking at other headlines, we go to Rice, uh, go to Russ County. The sheriff there looking for a woman whose home burned down over the weekend. The sheriff's office yesterday said no one has seen Ginger Bryan since before a fire at her house in the township of Washington, and no one knows where she went, though deputies say they want to make sure she's okay and that no one else was in the home when it burned. It was to the courts yesterday, and the Waukesha Christmas Parade trial started with an apology and ended with a string of witnesses telling the jury that Daryl Brooks Jr. ran through the parade last November. Brooks showed up in court in his suit and tie and started the day by apologizing to the judge for his behavior last week, saying the trial has been very emotional. And Brooks was sent to a different courtroom every day because of outbursts. And now yesterday saw the prosecution present a string of witnesses who said Brooks was behind the wheel of that red SUV as it plowed through a crowd. I just remember being... Um, struck by the vehicle from behind. Like I fell to my knees and kind of like rolled under uh, the vehicle. I thought that like somebody would have stopped after that point. And when I 
looked up. Um, I just remember the vehicle like continued. The prosecution is expected to end its case Thursday. We take a look back into the pages of history where it was 20 years ago today. You may remember a 50-car pileup on I-43 south of Cedar Grove. It was in Sheboygan County, and it's the deadliest highway crash in Wisconsin history. Ten people lost their lives that day. It's the deadliest traffic crash in Wisconsin highway history. Greg Navis heads up the Cedar Grove Fire Department. They were first on the scene that morning. We rolled up on the freeway, so it was just the eerie feeling running up in the fog there. Uh, we could see the fog above the smoke, or the smoke above the fog. That's when we first figured out we had a fire. The fire itself was probably in the area of a good-sized home. A wall of fog blamed for that crash. Just miles away, south of Belgium, another fog-related crash, which claimed the life of 14-year-old Mallory Wren. I'm John DeMaster. And we go across the country. We're West Coast hopping now. We're going to meet Maverick, a pumpkin, the new winner of the annual World Championship Pumpkin Wayoff held earlier at Half Moon Bay. Some details there. The giant gourd is proudly grown by farmer Travis Geiger, who towed the 2,560-pound pumpkin on a trailer from Minnesota. That makes Maverick the largest pumpkin ever recorded in U.S. history. Geiger scores an over $23,000 cash prize and will get to display his massive gourd at the Half Moon Bay Pumpkin Festival this weekend. I'm Brian Shook. That'll make quite the pie. You have to tell Mark Holly he's got competition now. He's got to start growing him a little bit bigger, right, Bob? I was thinking the very same thing. I wonder how much that guy, when he, you know, eventually he'll cut it open and take the seeds mm-hmm. out of it and dry the seed. I wonder how much he'll get for selling the seeds to these because. Mark Holly will pay for them. Oh, absolutely. I think Mark was telling us one day that those pumpkins grow literally pounds a day, like 10 pounds a day. You can oh, yeah. practically you just, just watch them you expand. you got to just keep feeding them water so yeah. they can grow yeah. fertilizer, and uh, they are massive, that's for sure. That's about the poundage I can put on at a Thanksgiving meal, I think, too. You just go. watch me grow at the table. I didn't see uh, Altuna had their pumpkin uh, Yeah, the ginormous pumpkin yeah, festival. I don't know uh, how big the biggest one was over there. I think Mark Holly was over there. Yeah, he and his boys came on. I don't know on. how uh, big the biggest one was over there. I didn't see that uh, one either, but uh, now we can tell Mark that he's got Maverick in the crosshairs for next year. Get growing them. There you go. Get her started early. (laughs) You bet. Thank you, Morgan. Anytime, Bob. All right. Morgan McCarthy in the newsroom this morning. Lots going on around the area, including some calendar, and we'll take a look at markets. It's a busy, busy Tuesday morning at WAC. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. WAX 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And once again, 53 degrees, uh, sunny today, but it'll be breezy, windy, actually, out of the south, and about uh, 76. Got a, just got a call. I haven't had this. Remember, we used to have the old trading post on the program, but I haven't heard people uh, wanting this. Uh, Kenny from over in the Greenwood area just called me, and he says, Hey, Bob, could you put out that uh, we're looking for a barn to rent to milk cows in the Fall Creek, Augusta, Eau Claire area? And he's over in Greenwood. So if you got a barn, Fall Creek, Augusta, Eau Claire area that would be still suitable for milk and cows, call Kenny at 715-503-5286. That's 715-503-5286. So it's good to hear. Normally we hear about people getting out and they got a barn to rent. Here, this guy, Kenny, wants to, wants to rent a barn to milk cows. So uh, hopefully we can find someone to team up with Kenny and uh, get bow, or get uh, barns active again. Again, Fall Creek, Augusta, Eau Claire area. Call Kenny, 715-503-5286. So uh, good luck, Kenny. Hope we get, uh, get somebody that uh, can help you out. All right, we've got uh, things going on around the area. Let's start with later today in Barron, Jill. 
Well, the Barron FFA is having a fundraiser today, starting at 5.30, going till 7.30 at the Barron High School gym. It's a basket raffle and a bake sale with money going towards the kids heading to National FFA Convention. So that's today, 5.30 to 7.30 at the Barron High School gym. The Wisconsin Women in Conservation is having another learning circle, and that will be on Thursday, October 13th, 1 to 4 p.m. at the Schmeck. Schmeckle Reserve in Stevens Point. The meat, Wisconsin meat industry. What time is that? Do they say what time that is? One to four. One to four, okay. One to four. So the Wisconsin Meat Industry Coalition Conference is happening on Thursday and Friday this week at the Doubletree Hilton Madison East in Madison. They're going to be talking a lot about meat, and people are getting inducted into the Meat Hall of Fame. And that is Thursday and Friday, the 13th and 14th at Doubletree by Hilton and Madison East. And we're going to move on to this weekend. The FFA and Osseo Fairchild FFA is having their FFA Fall Bash Saturday from noon till 5. There's a whole bunch of events from pumpkin painting to the cornhole tournament. And they're going to be, there's going to be apple cider, caramel apples, chili, and face painting, bouncy houses. There is, you need to pre-register for the cornhole tournament. The cost is $10, but there are quick trip gas cards that are going to be for the winners of the cornhole tournament. At the school? And that is at the Osseo Fairchild football field. So that's from noon till 5 on Saturday. That's out on the edge of town now, isn't it? No, it's right in town. It's across from the elementary school. Oh, okay. All right. You know better than I do. Well, I worked there a little while. I know you did, but (laughs) I know when you come in uh, off of uh, 10 there on the other side of town, maybe that's just baseball out that way. Yeah, it's baseball out that way. Okay. So anyway, that's Saturday. But, Anna, if you want to enjoy a fish fry. (laughs) (laughs) Lutefisk and meatball dinner. That is at on Sunday from 11.30 till 2 at the Big Drywood Lutheran Church in Kadat. And that's sponsored by the Big Drywood W-E-L-C-A. All right, so uh, Lutefisk and all kinds of things going on at Big Drywood Lutheran Church. All right, it's almost a quarter to six. So in fact, it is a quarter to six at Wax. We'll get some numbers from the markets next. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's 12 minutes before 6 o'clock, 53 beautiful degrees out there, and it's time to hear from Hut Eman and Sparta Equity. Fed cattle selling steady today with the high yielding choice beef shears and heifers 142 to 151, the choice and select beef shears and heifers 131 to 141, the dairy cross steers 130 to 144, the high yielding choice Holstein steers 134 to 142, the choice and select Holstein steers 123 to 133 with the unfinished steers. Heifers and heavy steers 122 and down. Cow market steady with the high yielding cows 81 to 91. The cutters and utilities 65 to 80 with the low yielding and canner cows 64 and down. Organic market today with results from the October 10th auction. With most organic cows bringing 89 to 104. The thin and small cows 68 to 88 with the organic steers and heifers 110 to 120. Bull market steady with most bulls bringing 85 to a dollar with the thin. Full and bulls over done discount at 84 and down. Calves today sold by the pound with a steady market with 80% of the Holstein bull calves bringing 80 to 140. The quality Holstein heifer calves 30 cents to a dollar. The quality beef calves $2 to 350. 
with the light and poor quality calves, 10 to 60 cents per pound. Just a reminder, our next sale will be Wednesday, October 12th, starting at 10 a.m. with fed kettle, followed by bulls, cows, and calves. This is Hot Eamon at Equity Livestock in Sparta with this marketing update, and we thank you for your business. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Let's get more markets from the Equity Stratford barn this morning. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us. Good morning, Jerry. You ever spend much time in California? Uh, good morning to you, Bob. No, that's one state I have not been at, and to be honest with you, I really don't have really any inkling to go there. <laughs> oh, it's a beautiful state to visit. I just don't want to live there, but there's a lot of, a lot of neat things to see out there. That is for sure. So uh, we'll do that in February. But in the meantime, back home, you're better. Uh, you're going to get your 46 high on Thursday. Is that long underwear weather yet or not? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Well, in the middle of the week, you'll uh, you'll have them out. You got time to get them all clean for the winter time. You're you're good to go. Yeah, we'll be good to go. But it's a kind of a drastic change in the weather. But anyway, uh, we got a nice day coming today. But uh, we better get the business here. Yeah, so we'll go tell for the it. About what happened yesterday? Hi, Bob. Thank you, and good morning, everyone. And a summary from yesterday, Monday, here at Equity Stratford. And we'll start out with the cow market yesterday. Uh, mostly steady trend on the cows to start the week. High-yielding fleshy Holstein and high-yielding beef cows in yesterday's sale, selling from 73 up to a top of 88 and a half. Uh, most of the cows yesterday, your average cows, are selling between 52 and 72. Thinner cows, like carcass cows, those are below 50. On the bull trade to open the week, your better quality bulls are at 93 to 107. Lighter weight bulls below 90. And uh, most of the Fed cattle are sold tomorrow, so we have an update on that later in the week. But we'll get to the calf market yesterday. Good quality, 95, 230-pound Holstein bull calves, selling from 70 to 150, topping at 160 on the bull calves. Heifer calves, mostly from uh, 20 to 40. Uh, and your beef calves yesterday from 175 to 350, with a top at 370 on those beef calves. And we are at Tuesday today here at Stratford. We start this morning at 10 o'clock with the hay and bedding auction. Again, folks, we've got a very nice selection of hay. Uh, mostly, uh, we do have a small squares. We have a consignment of small squares. If you're looking for small squares, those will, that'll be third crop. We also have a consignment of large squares, a second crop, a lot of round bales again today. So uh, good selection A. 11 o'clock, we will uh, sell the uh, uh, market cattle. And also, besides uh, conventional market cows today, every Tuesday, of course, we do sell organic market cows. Also, as part of the auction today, we will have the tested feeder pigs uh, auction. We do have feeder pigs for you folks, for you guys that are looking for feeder pigs. Again, these will be negative tested, so you can buy them and take them home. Again, feeder pigs, that will be also part of the sale today. And looking at tomorrow, feeder cattle auction tomorrow is a 12 noon start. And, Bob, uh, just kind of a footnote here. I'm looking at the calendar here. And, of course, uh, uh, everyone knows uh, Equity Livestock has been, we are celebrating uh, statewide our 100 years of serving producers. So, And just on a local note, uh, Equity Stratford, uh, our auction barn here, will be uh, celebrating this week. 63 years, so... Uh, I remember I was over long... there for the 50th. Huh? I remember being over there for the 50th anniversary. Yeah, where does time go? But no, we've been... Uh, auction barn has been up since 1959, so uh, things have certainly changed in those years, though. Boy, that is for sure. It really has. Hey, you enjoy the day, and we'll talk to you in the morning. You too, and I can see, but folks, Bob's going to be out with the top down today driving around. I think I will, that's for sure. Got out a little bit yesterday. We'll see if we can't uh, at least get around the block today. Agriculture. 
It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And the market's brought to you by Synergy Co-op in the Ridgeland area. Markets were open yesterday and they were higher because of the situation in Ukraine with Russia bombing Ukraine. What's going to happen to exports and uh, their production over there? So a little uncertainty. Overnight, though, December corn was down a fraction at 697. Oats up a nickel at 390. December wheat down 12. 925 a bushel November beans down a penny at 1372 soybean meal up a half a dollar a ton overnight 406 dollars and 20 cents country elevator prices wheat and grain Chippewa Falls and Connorsville location corns at 633 with soybeans at 1297 Doomer's grain of Holman corns at 627 with soybeans at 1271 on the DTN screen corn at golden plump today 663 a bushel Baldwin, 638 on the corn, 1288 on the beans. Duran is corn at 628, soybeans 1278. In Mondovi, the corn is 633, the beans at 1288. Elmwood, 638 and 1292. At Fall Creek, corn 623, the beans at 1228. At Osseo, corn is 643, beans 1292. At Elk Mound, beans at 1292. No quotes from Sparta this morning. Ellsworth, corn 618, beans 1188. Ethanol plants, Boyceville corn 642. Stanley, 647. The Richmond Grain Facility, 645. Barrel cheese down three and a half yesterday, 219. The block's up a cent and a quarter at 203 and a half. Butter, record territory, up another cent and a quarter at 323. October class three down 19 at 2192. November down 45 at 2140. December down 11 at 2112. January and February unchanged. January 2078. February at 2070. Again, nice warm day today, about 76. Sunny and windy out of the south today. 51 overnight, maybe a chance of rain. 60 tomorrow, and then in the 40s on Thursday and Friday. It's 53 right now. Get out and enjoy it. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi. And the Chilson family of Ram dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadak. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.